Welcome to Journey Life Together, a self-improvement podcast. I'm your host, Roland, a clinical counsellor, marriage and family therapist, and also a relationship coach. Allow me to be your guide to Journey Life Together. This podcast is about learning how to thrive in adversity. We will cover a variety of topics relating to self-improvement, ranging from emotional wellness to relationship management and more. If you value self-growth, this podcast is for you. This is a space we hope you'll find inspiration and encouragement, along with practical tips and handles that will help you accelerate your growth journey through the different seasons in life. If you're ready, let's count down together on five, four, Three, two, and one. Let's take a deep breath in from your nose and exhale from your mouth. Let's begin this journey. Hello and welcome to episode number five of our podcast channel, Journey Life Together. Today is the 22nd of January. 2023. This is also the first day of the Chinese Lunar New Year. To all friends out there who are celebrating this festive, I wish you a prosperous and peaceful New Year ahead of you. This day is also where my Chinese friends will come together to visit our relatives and family. So in today's topic, I'm going to share about the gift of family. I wonder if you ever considered your family as a gift? But one way of seeing this is that without our family, we would not exist. And without our parents, we may never be born into this world. Naturally, one may feel inclined to be grateful and thankful for our family. To even say that family is one of our greatest gifts and blessings in life. However, a person's experience of family life can differ from one to another. In reality, family life can be hard for a variety of reasons. While there are many reasons and possibilities, one of the biggest hurdles I feel could be our differences. I have a friend, in fact two of them, they are twins. Even in their likeness in terms of their physical appearance, they each have very distinct character and they are both special in their individual way, just like everyone has a unique thumbprint and voice, we are one of a kind. Yet being unique could present challenges in the family when one person in the family could be different from another. Our differences can be observed in so many different ways. It can begin from our personality, our values, our priorities and beliefs of what is more important than the other. And when these differences are not well managed, it can cause conflict and unnecessary dissension in the family. Perhaps for some of us, 
We might have begun our family journey feeling very connected and everyone seems to be so aligned in one season of life. Perhaps because as a child, while we are growing up, the whole family just fit in very well into one season. To one point, I wonder if we slowly enter into adulthood and we start to individuate, when we start to venture onto our own journey in our own lives, things can start to be very different. I remember in secondary school, it was very common for friends to come together and carry the same bag, wearing the same socks. It feels nice to fit in together. But at some point in life, I think we all will want to individuate whether we are aware or not. I remember I don't really appreciate wearing the same clothes with a friend when we are hanging out together anymore. I think we can embrace that individuation is a rite of passage in life. It is where we start to have our unique life experiences and this is where we can differ from our family members with different set of life experiences. This is where our perspective can change and our point of view can differ. Our value systems can be opposing to each other because of what we have experienced and what we have been educated or exposed to. And with these differences, it also can generate friction. The differing expectations can drive frustrations and cause squabbles, quarrels and fights to miss the family. We need to learn how to deal with this. It's interesting that top on the list of an article called Common Issues of Family, this is a medically reviewed article by betterhelp.com. Top of the list is distance and the second one was arguments and fight. They seem to be representing two extreme polar opposite. Distance means to say that there's a lack of proximity and closeness within the family because perhaps at a certain season of life, a person can be married or moving out from the family. So staying apart causes some distance. But I imagine that this distance can also be created because in the earlier years, the relationship isn't good and fantastic in the first place. Second on the list is arguments and fight. When we put different family members together with different personalities, values, perspective, this is where we are putting different members into a melting pot. That's where arguments can happen. And if conflicts are left unresolved, this could sometimes leave a scar in the relationship causing one to shun away from the family. We may all have different experiences of our family. Can we acknowledge that family life can be hard, especially if we don't have the right tools or life skills to navigate through the differences we may have? One of the obstacles that might have attributed to this is Rigidity. I say again this word, rigidity. What do I mean? Well, rigidity means to say that sometimes a person could have a certain fixed way of seeing things and doing things. For instance, 
this is how I parent a child and this is the way I do it. This is how I look after my home. This is how I do it. When the person holds a very strong values and somehow expecting others to understand, comply, and even to yield. But when this doesn't happen, it can spark off a conflict very quickly, so bad that it can tear the relationship and the family apart. Well, there's really a lot to cover on this topic on family. In this episode, I don't think I'm able to provide a very comprehensive solution and suggestion on what can help. But a simple solution can be this. Maybe, perhaps, we can try to embrace this word called openness. I say again this word, openness. What do I mean? This openness I'm referring to is the openness to want to learn more about what is going on, what's happening on the other person, and openness to be curious, to find different solutions, to explore different ways to work through a problem. It is an openness that doesn't judge another, but an openness that is willing to take in inputs from another, trying to figure out what can be done best through adapting, adjusting. And by the end of the day, when all things turns out well, everyone celebrate the unity of family. This parallels with the concept of growth mindset proposed by a Stanford professor called Carol Dweck, also an American psychologist who wrote this book called Mindset. She explains that people with growth mindset feels that their skills and intelligence can be improved with effort and persistence. Growth mindset is the starting point for development because the qualities we have can be cultivated through our efforts. I'd like to add on top of that, also with our awareness. The opposite of growth mindset is a fixated mindset. This is where there is strong rigidity over what we believe and sometimes as we hold our views too steadfast, our perspectives can often be set in stone and it is very hard for it to change. And this causes what we call a self-limiting beliefs and it can limit our growth and our ability to see beyond a situation to find the possibilities for change. I'd like to suggest if you hope to see some improvement, perhaps we can be really honest, which camp are we on? I know the idea is that we are all on a growth mindset, but more than often, we all begin somewhere and many of us perhaps will find ourselves having a certain kind of fixated mindset. Now, how do we cultivate a growth mindset? One that embraces openness instead of one that holds on to rigidity? Well, there are simple steps that we can do. Today I'd like to share a few three things perhaps we can consider. Number one is be willing to listen to practice what we call perspective taking. This means being proactive to try to take perspective of what is going on for another person. Try to understand from another person's point of view from how they see the situation or why is 
a certain change or a certain thing that you're asking for is so difficult for another. By doing so, we offer this gift of understanding and often it can melt down many possible dissension or unhappiness when someone feels understood. The second point is this. We can learn to generate some self-awareness to know what you want in a situation and knowing what you want doesn't mean you always have to comply to give in. Well, this is where you take a stand. Know when you like to accommodate and be willing to sometimes just giving some space for someone else to accommodate to make some adjustment over your end. But when you cannot, you also know that you are able to assert yourself, but not aggressively, but with firmness and kindness. Now the third thing you can try to do is to stay committed to find a win-win solution. I know said it's easier than done, but it's a lot of hard work for a person to stay committed to be creative and explore and try different ways. It involves a personal skill set to be able to motivate another person in the family to want to do the same, to keep trying and finding. It involves encouragement towards a commitment to find that winning solution that works for everyone. When two or three person is able to do this, it is a very good feeling because you will feel rewarded and in the process, nobody gets shamed. But I do hope this simple three pointers can help to renew your perspective and help you see that you actually are the gift for your family even as we are covering on this topic called the gift of family. Before I conclude today's episode, I do want to acknowledge that for some of you, you may feel that family life and experiences of the family has been unpleasant or difficult in the past while growing up or perhaps still happening right now. And there's limitations of how you can expect your family to change for you. But if you embrace the perspective that you are the gift in this family, you are a gift for your family, there are positive things that perhaps you can do that can make a change in the present or perhaps you can carry over to your future family. And here are three simple tips that I want to leave you before we conclude this episode. Number one is to always say thank you, to thank your family member. Although you may be living with mom and dad or your siblings for many, many years or your children for some years, we don't have to sparing in with our appreciation and encouragement. Let them know that what they have done well. Thank them specifically. You can write a little post-it note and put it on the fridge. I thank you for cooking for me. I thank you for clearing the room for me. I thank you for sending me to school, driving me to this place. I thank you for just being there for me when I feel sad. This appreciation can carry a long way to build up a family. Now, number two is to learn to say sorry. I think, well, sorry is said easier than done. But sometimes if the sorry is sincere, the purpose is to acknowledge the pain of another. To say sorry, it also extends an opportunity for another to offer forgiveness for whatever wrong that has been done. It is also a moment that provides a time we can learn and reflect what can be done differently 
This can melt down a lot of heated exchange. When someone feels understood, I think this will make a big difference. But the final part of this tip will be saying, please. I know that, again, we have lived with our family for many years. It's very odd to say please, but sometimes, have you noticed what you are asking for someone can sound like a demand instead of a request. As we say please, we don't have to put that in words, but we are learning to communicate in a respectful manner, in a way that honours another person. Well, I hope these practical tips are helpful for you. Now we're really going to bring this episode to a close right now. Before I do that, i like to encourage you to click on the subscribe button and also the notification bell so you can receive the latest episode. Feel free to leave some comments and let me know what you think about our channel, our content and what are some of the topics you'd like to hear in the future. Before we end, here's a quick note of disclaimer. The views, expressions and suggestions brought up in this episode are meant for educational and informational purposes only. It's not intended to, nor should it serve to substitute for medical advice rendered to you by your therapist, doctor or healthcare professionals. When in doubt, always seek the advice from an individual therapist, doctor or qualified healthcare professionals with the questions or concerns you may have in regards to the particular situation, challenges or conditions you may be facing that you came to know of while listening to this episode. I do hope you will enjoy this gift of family. I know family lives and sometimes the heart is not easy. There is no perfect family, but in the imperfection, this is where we harness the best of what the family can give and what you can give to your family. Stay well and join me in the next episode of Journey Live Together.